Welcome to the Soar Podcast, the place for creative entrepreneurs with limitless dreams and unconventional stories. I'm your host, Ray Hyde Cornell, founder and business mentor at Chiron Consulting and CEO and senior copywriter at Cornell Content Marketing. My goal is to bring you stories of what's possible so you can never tell yourself that your dreams are impossible. Welcome to today's episode. Today we have Esther. So Esther, tell us about your business and what it is that you do. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Um, my name is Esther and I am a graphic designer based in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm uh, an illustrator uh, as well and I do a lot of branding, brand identity, illustrations, uh, prints and um, print design uh, and as well as uh, social contents. And I saw that you actually started your business when you were in college. Yes, that's correct. So tell me about that. What were you going to college for? And how did you get inspired to just kind of go out on your own, especially from a very young age? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So I actually went to school for communication journalism. Um, and then my first year was just like, you know, going to all the classes and stuff. And then I took this intro to design class. And I was like, I think I love this. <laughs> and I was, uh, you know, I was having good grades and like my professors was really um, encouraging to me. And I think I've always, I've always loved art and I've always been painting and, you know, doing drawings since I was like, very young, but I just didn't know what was design. Um, and so when I took that intro to design class, it just kind of like made sense to me. I was like, this is what I love. This is, it just made sense. And so I changed my major to graphic design um, and I've never looked back. And, and then later on, people were just kind of like, you know, seeing my work, my illustrations, my drawings, my paintings. I used to do a lot of um, just like small illustrations with watercolor. Um, and so people were kind of like asking me to do things for them for the dorm room. And then it started with also wedding invitations and just like slowly and slowly uh, people started to reach out to me. And so that's how it's all started. And I think that's something that's very common for a lot of freelancers is you kind of start out doing a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you have like at least some semblance of an artistic bone in your body. So you must be able to do all of the things that anybody ever associates with yeah. art or design. Right. Mm -hmm. But even though later on in your career, we look back and we're like, oh my God, how did I ever do that? That was maddening. I was just all over the place all the time. Mm -hmm. And yet it's actually a blessing to go mm. through that process because you try things that you never would have tried. Mm -hmm. You get to experience things that you never would have otherwise. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you find things that sometimes surprise you that yeah. you really enjoy. And then that ends up becoming the thing that you niche down into. That's so was, was that true for you? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I feel like, yeah, exactly. Um, when I look back, I'm like, I'm glad that I went through everything. I'm glad that I did all of this, you know, um, to be where I am today. And it's, yeah, it's so, it's so cool to kind of look back on my journey and just, you know, be thankful for everything that I did. <laughs> Was there something in particular that surprised you that you just kind of tried because someone asked you to, and then you ended up really loving it, but not expecting that to be the outcome? Hmm. I'll say probably later on, I think just, you know, growing as a designer, just trying things maybe that I'm not comfortable um, doing and just you know um, in, 
it, it being just great and me being like, oh, wait, I love this. This is fun. I want to maybe try more or uh, more of this. And so, yeah, I, I think I would say later on in uh, my journey as a graphic designer. I love that you said that doing things that you weren't comfortable with, mm. because I think especially as freelancers and self-employed business owners, mm-hmm. The imposter syndrome, that mm. struggle is so real. Mm-hmm. And yet there, there's kind of this struggle, this weird dichotomy of, oh, I have imposter syndrome about something I know I can actually do really well. Mm-hmm. But then we also often take on opportunities where we're like, I've never done this before. I have no idea how to do this, but I'm going to give it a try. And imposter mm. syndrome doesn't come into that sort of situation. So mm-hmm. it's like, what do you think that is about? What, what's your take on imposter syndrome and doing things that are outside of your comfort zone and truly being both successful and self-confident in your work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, I think all creatives will always have that um, in, in, in a imposter syndrome um, within them, I think. But I also think that it's necessary uh, I think it's a good sign for me personally. I think it's a good sign that I care about what I'm I'm doing, um, and also I always force myself to do the things, um, even if it's even even if they're scary. Actually, um, it somehow motivates me to you know go for it. If it's scary, I know that it's a good feeling. I don't remember what I read that actually that sometimes when you have that fear or that um, you know there's this maybe stress or it's, it's a good feeling, especially as creative, no matter what you're doing, a photographer, a photographer. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a very good feeling that, you know, just pushes you to um, do your best. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's scary, exciting. Mm-hmm. And then there's scary out of integrity. Like this mm. is not in integrity with me and what I want to be doing in my business or my prices or the way mm-hmm. I like to work with people. And so it's recognizing that difference mm-hmm. of, okay, this is out of integrity and it's, it's scary and it doesn't yeah. feel good. Mm-hmm. And then there's scary, exciting, holy shit, can this possibly <laughs> be true? This seems too mm-hmm. good to be true, but I'm going to yeah. do it anyway. And yeah. wow, it turned out to be better mm-hmm. than I ever thought. Yeah. And I feel like you always learn anyways, no matter the outcome, you know, I've had, you know, opportunities or maybe like, I maybe like it didn't go as well but I did learn something. And so I feel like I'm just adding on to, you know, my little uh, suitcase on my journey of, you know, just being a creative and I, I learned something, whether the outcome was good or bad. And then I know for like, you know, the next time, maybe I can do things a little bit differently. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such a, I like to think of it as a layering process. Mm, yep. It's like, you know, um, earlier this year, we're, we're still in 2021 as we're recording this, but I know people are going to be listening to this in 2022. So early mm-hmm. in 2021, my husband and I went on a vacation to South Dakota of all places. We're like, okay, okay we know mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore is there, but what on earth else is there to see? And we ended up finding this, um, it was, uh, what did they call it? It was like the mammoth tar pits or something like that, mm-hmm. where over the thousands of years, Tons mm-hmm. and tons and tons of animals would fall into these tar pits. And then of course they were discovered and excavated. Mm. And you look at these layers of the earth and you can literally see history unfolding. Wow. That's amazing. And I feel like that's kind of what being a freelancer mm-hmm. and a self-employed entrepreneur is too. Yeah. When you first start, 
you are at that bottom. You are at mm-hmm. year zero. Yes. <laughs> and over the years, you build these layers mm-hmm. and you learn, okay, I don't want to do that kind of work. Or mm-hmm. I know to beware of these kinds of clients, or mm-hmm. here's a red flag that I picked up on, mm-hmm. or on the positive side. Okay. Now I know this project actually takes this amount of time. I need to charge way more for that. Or mm-hmm. there's so much value in what I offer, the results I got mm. from my clients. I need to charge more for that. And yeah. we just build up these layers over time mm-hmm. that become these sources of information that let our businesses become stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm. Yeah. And yet we also tend to beat ourselves up for having to mm. go through building those layers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when really... Every, like you're saying, I, I love that you said that every opportunity, even if it didn't work out the way you wanted it to, mm-hmm. it's a learning experience and yeah. you're better for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So you started your business eight years ago. Mm-hmm. What have been some of the biggest lessons that you've learned, either mm-hmm. as a designer or a freelancer, over that time? Because that's a significant amount of time to be running yeah. your own business. Yeah. I would say hmm, something that I've learned um, to not be scared of reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I think I've, I've, I've heard that before, mm-hmm. but being able to actually doing it, I am just like, wait, it, it's true. It works. Yeah. Even if sometimes you send maybe like 20 emails, nobody gets back, <laughs> nobody gets back to you, but then you send them maybe that, you know, it's like you try again and then that one person gets, you know, gets back to you and it, the, the person's giving you a chance and it's working and it's just amazing and maybe it's surprising. Um, and that works for me so many times. It's actually unreal. Uh, but my first internship out of college uh, was with this amazing uh, art director and designer. Um, she had her own studio. And at that point, she was actually working alone. And I just reached out to her and I was like, hey, I am looking for an internship. Are you, do you have, like, are you looking for interns? And she had never had interns before. So I was like her first ever intern. And that summer, that's when she actually got her, like she opened up physically her studio. And I was the first intern ever because I just emailed her. So just like so many things happened to me like that. So to not be as scared, I think, to reach out to people um, no matter like if you don't get you know responses to your emails or like all of that but just you know try and try and try again until um, you get that one email back um, and then I would say again don't be scared of um, just going for it I've had um, just opportunities again where I felt like wait maybe I'm not very qualified for this mm-hmm. maybe it's for somebody who has like I don't know 15 you know 15 years of experience or just like way more experience than me and maybe I'm just like I just finished college I'm not you know all these excuses but um I've learned to just like maybe fake it until we make it I think also works (laughs) honestly um and so yeah just go for it email those people uh if you see that job and you don't feel very qualified for it just apply it you never know um, again, I've done that also many times and, um, it worked. And so, yeah, don't be scared. Just go for it. I love that you're saying this because I think this is one of the, especially with the, the freelancers that I work with one-on-one, mm-hmm. yeah. this is one of the biggest fears that I hear mm-hmm. come from them, which is, I don't want to annoy people. I don't want to mm-hmm. bother people. I don't want to be obnoxious or I don't mm-hmm. want to pester them. I don't want to get on their nerves. I don't want to you know, anger them by reaching out. And yet what you're describing, and I love that you said that 
you reached out and it was the first internship that she had ever offered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You literally created that opportunity yep. for yourself mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that opportunity would not have been there had you mm-hmm. not sent that message. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I've done the same thing within mm-hmm. our marketing agency mm-hmm. where there's a company that I want to work with. And I could just sit there and assume, oh, they have great blog content on their website. Mm. They must have a good writer or they're such a big company. They probably aren't going to hire an independent contractor who wants to stay freelance. They'll probably Mm -hmm. only hire someone who wants to be a W-2 employee. I could make those assumptions, but really what I'm doing is making excuses for myself Mm -hmm. to not pull the trigger and actually reach out. When I do reach out, there have been companies that have, you know, traditional employment job listings on LinkedIn and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I reach out to them and say, Hey, have you ever thought about working with a freelancer, an independent mm-hmm. contractor? Yeah. And you have to create those opportunities for yourself because mm-hmm. oftentimes these companies are looking for a solution Yep. and you're providing it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it's almost like how dare you like not make your <laughs> services available to people? Right, I mean, right. you're doing the world a disservice by withholding the solution mm-hmm. that you have to offer. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's true. <laughs> so when it comes to actually working with your clients, mm-hmm. what has that evolution been like for you over the years? Mm, in, in what ways? So I, I love that your journey really started with learning the skills of design. Mm. And that's usually how it starts for us. For me, I always had a natural talent as a writer. I honed those talents in college, even though I was getting degrees in psychology, completely Mm. unrelated, (laughs) similar to you. And it took me a long time to really work out the kinks of running a business. Mm. So you learn the skills of design. How did you learn how to work with your clients and run the actual business of mm. being a freelancer? Yeah, I think honestly, I feel like I'm still learning and it's still mm-hmm. a learning process. And I think in a way, I think I like that too, that I'm not, you know, um, satisfied or maybe too comfortable yet. Mm-hmm. Um, still learning. And obviously I remember like when I started, you make so many wrong choices or you, you're not sending the right you know documents or all that all those little things um, when you start a business but um, as you go on and on you have to have more confidence you feel yeah I'm just more comfortable um, you're learning more as well and so I feel like just step by step small steps um, you know the mistake that maybe I made uh, two months ago and at the ones I'm going to make in five months you know And so I feel like it's a learning process. I'm still learning. Um, Yeah. You mentioned confidence. And I think that's such an important piece here because Mm -hmm. I imagine that people who are listening to this or potentially watching this on YouTube Mm -hmm. are looking at you and going, well, she's just naturally confident. I can just Mm -hmm. tell Mm -hmm. she's naturally confident. But what about, what would you say to someone who isn't naturally confident and they're actually walking around with a lot of self-doubt? I would say, um, again, just, I think the practice of just doing it um, and seeing the results uh, helps a lot. You, you know, you just have to do one thing for today um, and that's enough for today. You don't have to be like, okay, I have, you know, tomorrow I need to be charging like <laughs> 10K 
you know, to reach out to all these 10K clients. Like, no, you start small, like, you know, slowly and slowly. Um, and you just also have to remember that everybody always, like, we all um, deal with, like, you know, um, self-confidence. It happens um, to, to, yeah, anybody. And so I would say just, um, like, small steps. And then, yeah, just keep practicing, practicing, um, and don't put the, high, the the bar too high as well. I think that's something that we tend to do. Uh, we look at all these amazing, for example, designers that are up there, and we think, oh, I can do this, or maybe I can, you know, get to the level in one night. Like, no, you have to do it's it's a it's a, it's a journey, it's a process, and so I, I think small steps are just very important to gain um, confidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. were there goals that you set for yourself when you just started out that you now mm -hmm. look back on and go wow that that was so long ago I achieved mm -hmm. that goal and so many since mm. I think yeah definitely I think um like I said even just like reaching out to people people that I want to work with or you know when I started you know I had to start with you know well, getting experience first and so I was working with, you know, small studios and small agencies. And I feel like um, just those small goals, like, okay, there's this amazing agency in town that I love. I would love to maybe gain experience by working with them and, you know, just send out one email. And when I look back, I, sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, I was there at that age working with them. That's amazing. And yeah. it's just, it's just crazy, you know, like, the old me would not have you know believed that it was going to be possible but it happened and so yeah it's crazy to look back you know on your journey and yeah yeah <laughs> it's crazy and your priorities shift a lot too you know mm -hmm. you mentioned experience which i think mm -hmm. is a really important thing for us to talk about mm -hmm. especially in those early days of freelancing and for some people it becomes the early years mm -hmm. where really the most important thing to you is getting experience. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't want to conf confuse that with exposure because yeah. nowadays, honestly, exposure isn't really that valuable. There are mm. so many writers, so many designers, so many contractors out there that companies can work with. Exposure, it, it's a drop in the ocean. Yeah. So I always recommend that freelancers steer clear of those clients who say, oh, you should do this for this lowered rate, or you should do this for free because mm. you'll get exposure. That's oh, yeah. really not the valuable piece, mm -hmm. but what is valuable in the early days is experience. So for you, when is it okay mm. for a freelancer to do a job for the experience? Like what are mm. the criteria or what were the criteria for you when you were going through that stage? Yeah, it's actually just a good question. Um, and I went through that process. Actually, my first internship, uh, it was I was working 40 hours the entire summer. I think for I did four months instead of just three months. And it was not a pay, it wasn't a paid internship. But for oh. me, yes, because it was this uh, amazing designer that I really loved. I loved her style. I loved everything that she was producing. Um, and it was my basically my dream job. Mm. And for me, it was like, I think my love for design, my love for what I get to do, like I was going to get to do with her was just so much more. And that for me, the money wasn't really important at that time. Um, and 
I just wanted to gain experience. I wanted to learn alongside of her um, just to see how she, you know, she's running her business and how, um, yeah, just learn as much as possible. And yeah, for me, I think the experience at that time was way more valuable than anything else. And I learned so much. And actually that made me uh, realize what I love and also what I don't love. And so right now I'm more of a brand designer. That's my thing. I love, you know, branding and illustration because I did so much of that in that time, in that internship, for example, right after college. And so it was just kind of like a, a very decisive um, time for me, you know? And so, yeah. So it sounds like when you're in that stage where you are still learning, you mm-hmm. feel like you still have a lot to learn mm-hmm. about the industry that you want to go into. Yeah. And you also said that there was a, an intrinsic reward. You said mm-hmm. that you really loved her. It was your dream job mm-hmm. and the money didn't matter to you. Yeah. And so those are the situations when it's okay. Cause mm-hmm. I am always harping on, you have to make sure that you're getting paid a decent amount and and, and that energetic exchange is there, Mm -hmm. you know, but there are times in our careers, especially in those early years where the experience is more valuable Mm -hmm. than that paycheck. But when did you know, or when did you notice that that shifted for you? If you look back, Mm -hmm. when in your eight years now of Mm -hmm. being a freelance designer, did you go from, okay, I'm good on the experience side of things. Now what I need is money. I Mm. need to create my own salary, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's just when I uh, was able to just get that big, uh, big girl's job, I think I would say, big girl's job. Um, And I realized, okay, if they hired me, that means they hired me as a freelancer. That means I have something, (laughs) you know, it was just um, a really big real estate company here and made me realize I I do have now the experience obviously I'm, I'm still learning but um, if they hired me that means that they saw something in me um, and I think it was when I was in an interview uh, session with uh, the people there that I realized I'm like now I can actually argue with you know about salary I can argue about you know the benefits and all of that things all, all those things uh, yeah because I'm just realizing this amazing real estate company is hiring me as a freelancer and I just <laughs> I just got out of college and yeah it just it was, it was a big realization for me for sure um, yeah yeah and I think it's it's great that you point that out because I think the confidence from other people other mm-hmm. people saying I see what you can do yeah. I want you to do it for me mm-hmm. that sometimes comes before we have the confidence in ourselves mm-hmm. and that's normal and it helps yeah sometimes it helps so much yeah (laughs) exactly and Mm -hmm. so one of the things especially I have a few one-on-one clients that I work with who really struggle with that Mm -hmm. self-confidence piece Mm -hmm. and so what I have them do is go through and make a list literally make a list of every compliment that a Mm -hmm. client has given them in the last month in the last year Mm -hmm. in the last five years and they do it and they're like how can you possibly be making me do all of this work? And I'm like, oh, there's a lot. Mm. That's my point. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves Mm. of all the good things that everyone else has to say about our work. And we have to let that inner voice of Mm -hmm. self-doubt and self-sabotage just 
shut the fuck up basically yeah. <laughs> you know it's so funny that you mentioned that because I actually I really do that actually yeah. just remind myself of what people have told me yeah so that I can move forward because sometimes yeah you you just you know doubting or maybe questioning yourself questioning your journey questioning you know your decisions yeah. um and sometimes it's good to have that just reminder of just everything that people have said to you uh, before and so it's so helpful sometimes yeah. yeah yeah so where are you headed now what does the future look for you and your company mm. well I would love to right now actually I'm kind of uh one foot in freelance and still uh a, if I can say just a normal job a uh-huh. regular job but for me the dream will be to completely uh, be full-time full-time freelancer um and I'm excited for that I would love to just you know all the freedom that comes with <laughs> all yeah. this. I know we sometimes also think too much about the freedom and I know there's also a lot that goes into you know uh completely being full-time uh yeah. freelancer I know it's a lot but I'm just excited um yeah to be you know fully on that journey um yeah and just learn and just meet people um connect with other designers um and have you know more relationship with clients um that would be the dream yeah so on that perfect note where can people check you out if they're interested in seeing your work or potentially working with you or collaborating with you yeah you can find me on instagram at esther e-s-t-h-e-r basame b-a-s-e-m-e and then you can also find me on my website at estherbasame.com Perfect. And we will put those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Esther. This has been an amazing conversation that I know is going to open up a lot of people's eyes to some of those hard truths that we all go through in the Mm. early stages of freelancing. But just knowing that you're not the only one who went through that, that can be all it takes to give you that extra oomph to get through it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm so I'm so excited to you know for everybody else to be able to listen and yeah, thank you so much for your time and for having me. Awesome, thank you. Hey, it's Ray again. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, YouTube, and more. And want to be a guest on the show or know someone who has an amazing story of entrepreneurship? Apply on our website at www.chironconsulting.us slash podcast.